Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, March 19th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And I'm on my way to a BFA's Natalie Nowak. I'm excited because by the time this episode is released, I will... Well, by the time it gets released, I'll probably still be asleep. But very soon after, I will be getting up and taking a shower and then heading to the airport to go to the greatest city in the world, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I will be I will be in New York by just shortly after noon, depending on our head or tailwinds. So uh, very excited. Because of that, you are going to have a reprieve from listening to me. Julie will be with James for most of the week. I think I'll be there a day or two with you, James. But Julie will be here a lot this coming week. Um, and uh, I will be doing all of the normal tweeting and Instagram storying that I do when I'm in New York. So if you want to follow along with what I'm doing, you can find me at BWWMATT on both the Instagram and the Twitter. So uh, lots to do, lots of fun stuff. James, we're going to I think we're going to have dinner at least once and uh was gonna see natalie but she decided to leave the the (laughs) northeast to go back to chicago for spring break but that's all right but but natalie you went back to chicago but that Mm -hmm. also means that you had some time to put together your latest episode of on my way to a bfa in which you interviewed the current star of the waitress national tour desi oakley so tell us a little bit about that real quick i did yeah it was a super great interview she was such a joy to talk to um we talked all about vocal health like i do on a lot of my episodes we also talked about uh, her experience when she was in college for musical theater at the university of michigan and just kind of her tips and tricks for people who are currently going through bfa programs and uh and more so yeah it was super fun make sure to check that out Awesome. That is in the feed. James, from you guys on uh, this week on Broadway on Sunday, you had a special guest of your own, the multi-talented and super duper interesting Dave Malloy. Yeah, we spoke to Dave Malloy. He's got a uh, show coming up. Uh, it's a little fundraiser for a theater group that he works with. Uh, it's a, a fundraiser down at the Green Room 42. It's called Jack's Alive. Jack is the name of the theater group in Brooklyn that he works with. And we talked a lot about his upcoming Moby Dick, which he's going to be previewing at this uh, oh. fundraiser. Uh, and uh, we had a great conversation with Dave and uh, did some reviews. And uh, Michael gave us a good review of Margaritaville. Wait, what? <laughs> Michael gave us a good review of Margaritaville. He said he he enjoyed it. It was fun. It's certainly not um, not groundbreaking in any way, but he it was better than he expected. So the low expectation games worked uh, for this. Maybe, maybe the margarita margaritas they were serving the press helped as well. Uh, you know, he did but... mention that. He did. Mention that, yeah. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, I. Um, Well, I don't want to give. Well, anyway, I'll just say it anyway. So I was uh, in the car on Sunday uh, driving around, getting some final things for my trip. And my first preset on Sirius XM is, of course, on Broadway. Generally, when the little display comes up and says Broadway names with Julie James, I tend to change it. Not nothing against Julie James, but we talk to Broadway people and, and stuff all the time. I don't need to listen to someone else do it. But the first voice I heard was the dulcet tones of Richard J. Alexander. So I was like, I have to, anytime Richard J. talks, sure. I have to listen. So I listened and he talked about just kind of as a throwaway line about Mamma Mia. And it made me think about 
Escape to Margaritaville, he said, you know, Mamma Mia is Shakespeare, obviously not with the same, you know, level of dialogue, but the who's the father and, you know, it goes back to the the pastoral comedies and the the twins and the mistaken identity and all that stuff. He said, and that, you know, Phila Lloyd is the director. She comes from the Royal Shakespeare Company and, and she directed Mamma Mia. And it started to get me thinking, like, I wonder if Escape to Margaritaville would have taken a little bit more of a, of a I don't know, theater intelligentsia type of perspective on building the ridiculousness that the show is rather than going with the sitcom uh, angle, which is where they got the two writers from. I wonder if it would have had a little bit of a different reception because I, I still think, and I haven't seen it, but I, I feel like that music is so much fun that if you could have built the story that could have been compelling on its own to go along with the music, it probably would have had a better shot of getting re- good reviews than it did last week when it felt almost like a you know, beating a dead horse. Well, we'll have to talk about it again after you see it. I mean, Michael Malley, who uh, is one of the right to, uh, uh, writers, mm-hmm. uh, has two off-Broadway plays, uh, Three Years from 30 and Diverting Devotion, uh, both uh, uh, well-received off-Broadway. Uh, of course, Mike is, uh, I think he got an Emmy nomination for his acting in Glee. Glee, uh, yep. He and, was uh, uh, Kurt's father, yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, and, and Michael Malley is a brother of Carrie O'Malley, a Broadway uh, love, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that uh, that you know, unless you know, I don't know, Eva Van Hova have done it or something like that. Uh, well, you are seeing it on Wednesday, so uh, we'll have to get your thoughts after you see it. But all right, there's not a ton of news, James and Natalie. It's kind of uh, was a little slow at the end of last week, but we've got a little bit of stuff. So do you want to jump in, James? Absolutely. Let's uh, start off with uh, show and casting news. Tell us what's happening. All right. Last week, we got some new information about that secret Alice in Wonderland project that Duncan Sheik alluded to on Twitter. And then I had lots of questions about at the time. All we really knew was that he tweeted that he was working on something with Sarah Bareilles that was inspired by Alice in Wonderland. Now, thanks to Broadway.com, we know that Bareilles is not co-writing that show with Duncan Sheik, but instead she is looking to star in it. Sarah's waitress, co-writer, book writer, Jesse Nelson, and Duncan Sheik's Spring Awakening co-writer, Stephen Sater, are also working on the show. And Borellis told the site, quote, I'm a huge fan of all of theirs and hopeful my schedule will allow me to perform in the new musical as things evolve. Lots of moving parts for me, but I will keep everyone posted. So, James and Natalie, I guess that answers some of the initial questions that I had about the project when we discussed it last. Not the main one about what we need another Alice in Wonderland uh, adaptation for, but it's good to have at least a little bit of new information. And I'm really, uh, I I think I'm intrigued by the idea of Sarah Bareilles as an actress, not in a show that she wrote because the reviews for her and waitress were phenomenal. I I'm really interested to see what type of performance she's able to give in a show that she wasn't, the main person driving. I'm, I'm really interested to hear more official uh, official stuff about Alice in Wonderland. It's uh, I, I think that they've got a, a great lineup of talent here and a uh, well-known underlying product. But uh, we've seen that equation that looks so great on paper go wrong before, and I'm really hoping that it doesn't this time. 
All right. Yeah. Let's uh, move on to Joel Gray to direct Fiddler on the Roof in the Yiddish premiere. Yeah, on Friday it was announced that legendary Tony winner Joel Gray will direct the United States premiere of Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. Gray will helm the production for the National Yiddish Theater Folksbane. I'm sure I screwed that up. Uh, And the production... Is it Folksbane? Okay, I'm getting used to these things. And the production is scheduled to run from July 4th through August 25th. No word yet on casting or additional creative team members, but we'll obviously keep you updated. Uh, The theater is the oldest... Uh, continually running Yiddish theater in the world and the oldest continually running professional theater in the United States as well. So we've talked about some of their productions. They did God of Carnage, I believe. Uh, I don't know, God of Carnage. Was it God of Carnage? Was it? Okay. Yeah. I was get Yeah. So God of God of Carnage um, a year or so ago before um, uh, Indecent came to Broadway and everything. So really excited to see what he does with this. Joel Gray, of course, is a Tony nominee for co-directing the normal heart with Joe Mantello a few seasons ago. Uh, all right. So let's kind of just transition from this into some pilot season updates, because I guess that's still technically show and casting news. Of course, both of these stories are from deadline because they break everything related to, to, uh, to TV and pilots. But we've already discussed the ABC sitcom uh, Three Rivers, which is set to star Tony winners, Annalie Ashford and John Lara Kett, as well as former Newsies uh, tour star Stephanie Stiles. Well, last week we learned that another former Newsies star had joined the project in the form of of good old crutchy himself, Andrew Keenan Bolger. He will play Roy, the youngest member of the Watts family. So that would be John Larroquette's son and Ailey Ashford's brother. Um, I, I mean, look, if these four people can't make a sitcom work, I am totally ready to give them whatever money I have available to get them to do a Broadway <laughs> show together because that cast is getting to be obscenely perfect as far as I'm concerned. Natalie, I heard you giggling. You, you, yeah. are you on no, board I, with that? I am totally on board with that. I love all of them so much. Someone else that we love uh, in other pilot news deadline reported that Tony nominee Brian Darcy James has boarded the currently untitled Fox legal legal drama from Danny Strong, who most recently revised the book of chess for the Kennedy Center and got wildly disparate reviews depending on who you are. Brian Darcy James will play Cole Bellows, a name that Charles Dickens would be proud of, a hard-as-nails-and-tough-on-crime state's attorney. The show centers on a wrongful conviction firm, which was run by a woman named Madeline, uh, who was wrongfully convicted of a crime as a teenager and later exonerated. This role has not yet been cast. However, putting on my Miss Cleo uh, turban right now, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that she will butt heads with Cole Bellows, but there will be an unspoken attraction that, should the show make it this long, will finally lead to an ill-advised hookup either during sweeps or the first season finale. That's just, who knows, it could be her dad, I don't know, but I'm just saying, based off this, I'm saying there will be some sort of sexual tension between the two. Uh, You know... Uh, you, you've taken stabs in the darks with Grand Hotel casting, yep. you know. Can uh, I mean, you throw out a, uh, an actress name here? Uh, well, I will tell you, they also announced the casting of the woman who's going to play the younger version of Madeline. When they do flashbacks to when she was convicted. And that woman has red hair. So I'm going no, – stop it. She's got a Broadway show to do. I am going to guess – Kelly Riley. That's going to be my guess. Kelly Riley for this role. Hmm. Just. Well, you never know if she'll be lost or found. Okay. So uh, what's happening in the recommendation section? 
All right, we got a few things here. The first one is from my Broadway World colleague, Kara Joy David, and she has kind of a just a recap of the Actors' Equity versus Rocktopia fiasco. Um, she really breaks it down and lays out a timetable and kind of goes into some of the things that we talked about, about how previous shows have been very similar to Rocktopia and the fact that they weren't plays or musicals and weren't required to have any type of equity contract like Frankie Valley, Valley in the Four Seasons on Broadway, Black to the Future, Kristen Chenoweth's My Love Letter to Broadway, Alton Brown Live, Eat Your Science, even talks about the fact that Springsteen on Broadway is not on an equity contract. So she kind of gets into some of the the disparities to how equity is treating this show versus others, talks about some of the rumors with the $215 a week uh, contract or, or salary that is rumored to be what they were going to pay uh, choir members. But she also does mention that choir members aren't, there's no expectation that they do eight shows a week. They might do one show a week. So it's very easy to see how some of these facts could have been misinterpreted during this process that seems to have gotten fairly contentious. She does seem to point, I don't want to put things in her uh put words into her mouth or onto her keyboard, but it, it sounds like she is kind of pointing the finger at equity for escalating this and trying to overstep its normal contractual bounds. Hmm. Well, uh, we're getting closer and closer to Rocktopia starting performances. Um, yeah, it'll be tomorrow. Starts performances tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, I suppose that, um, I suppose that, you know, this is going to be an issue that may not get resolved uh, during this. Uh, how long is Rocktopia? Is it eight, eight weeks or something? Six like weeks. Six, six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. So I don't know if it's going to get resolved uh, during this run, uh, and which doesn't really surprise me. I, my my opinion on this has been that equity has no jurisdiction. Uh, not that I agree with what Rocktopia is. Uh, rumored to be paying their uh, performers, but I also feel like equity's got no standing here, but I'm not a lawyer. And that's, Do not take legal yeah. advice from me. <laughs> no, please God, no. Um, I mean, you can't even take pronunciation advice from us, little on legal advice, but she does point out, Kara does point out here that Basically, equity does not have any standing here. They, this is not a first class production um, and the producers are not Broadway League members. So they've really um, Rocktopia really started negotiating with equity out of, uh, you know, not the kindness of their heart, but in good faith. And really, equity has no um, legal ability to force them to do anything. And that's really why they went with this social media campaign of sicking members um, on the Facebook page and told them to write negative reviews, um, told them to tweet and post on their own pages. Um, so again, it, I, I don't, I'm not saying that that was the wrong thing to do. Um, and as we said, when we first discussed this, I am all for equity fighting for um its performers and its members to get them the best things. Uh, it just, you know, the way that Kara lays it out seems like there's some disconnect between how some of these things uh, are being handled. All right. So I think the most exciting thing that's going to happen on Monday is going to be Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt's uh, release of Found Tonight, the Hamel Drop. Pound yeah, by the time Hamel our... Drop. 
I did not put the pound sign in there just so you would not say pound sign. Pound sign. Um, so I, uh, by the time this episode comes out, found tonight the latest Hamel drop will already have been released. They did actually put out the lyrics. So what it sounds like is just a traditional mashup um, of of a couple songs. One song from Hamilton, one song from Dear Evan Hansen, but. Instead of Ben singing the Dear Evan Hansen song and Lynn singing the Hamilton song, they switch them. I'm, I don't want to give too much more information because uh, the, the the it's out by the time we, this comes out. But a portion of these proceeds will go to the March for Our Lives initiative. So if you are so inclined, maybe go ahead and buy it on iTunes rather than listening to it on one of those you know, on YouTube or something like that. But um, this will probably make all of the little fansies and Hamill trash out there uh, go <laughs> quite crazy because this is definitely hitting all of the uh, the exciting spots for for the Broadway fan of a certain generation. But I want to finish off with one more recommendation that I think will also be pretty interesting to a lot of people. On Friday, Lester Holtz, uh, NBC Nightly News, released a 360-degree video of Mama Will Provide from the current Broadway revival of Once on This Island. Alex Noel is leading the cast, and it's one of those things NBC Nightly News does this fairly regularly. Hold on. NBC Nightly News does this fairly regularly where they have these videos. There's no audience members, but it's still really cool to kind of be able to drag the tracker around and kind of follow all the action. But I will tell you, I was watching it before we recorded and it's really hard with this one because while you would think, oh, this is a, a performance that's done in the round, I want to be able to see everything. Yeah, but they move around so much. It's hard for me to keep up and I can't keep up and I can't watch it. So I'm always a step behind. But anyway, it's really, really fun. If you haven't got a chance to see this production, it'll show you um, a lot. I mean, it'll show you the entire set, but also show you just how much energy is involved in this production. So highly, highly recommend that. Maybe they should uh, take a cue from the NFL and do like an overhead cam instead of a th- instead of a three sixty. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's a very good idea. With uh, the it's 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 on a string on a not a string but X, a cable y. and it yeah. goes back and forth. Yeah, and it goes yeah. back and forth side to side. Um, probably, you know, not as financially viable to do just for a three minute video for the nightly news, but. Um, it would definitely probably make more sense for this production than standing center and trying to make our poor little mice uh, go in circles to keep up with everybody who's running around. Although I wonder, they could leave the camera in there during the whole run and let people control it for a price. Ooh. Well, you know, if any, that would be cool. <laughs> If any producer is going to think of something like that, Ken Davenport is that producer. So uh, maybe send him an email. Maybe he'll uh, he'll take you up on it. You should probably get a royalty for that. But <laughs> in, in fact, I'm probably paying Ken for royalties for Broadway Radio. You know, he probably thought yeah. of that first. All righty. <laughs> so, Natalie. Uh, yes. Good to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> Did you guys uh, see in our yeah. group? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. We were getting Slack messages from Natalie that like, she'd gotten disconnected. Like, so. You yeah. guys, my Wi-Fi is crazy, but I'm back. Your Wi-Fi yeah. went so far off, Matt's phone from the 80s rang. So. <laughs> it, was actually an alarm. it was an alarm to remind me to call my brother and remind him to pick me up to take me to the airport tomorrow. We're recording a half an hour later than we were uh, than I thought we were going to, and I forgot to change my alarm, so I apologize. All right. Natalie, tell us about this week's theatrical schedule. 
All right. Well, as Matt talked about a little bit before, the original Broadway production Rocktopia will open on Tuesday. This production fuses some of the best rock songs of the past century with some of the greatest classical music of all time uh, by showcasing the works of Mozart, Queen, Beethoven, Journey, U2, Tchaikovsky, Pink Floyd, Hart, Rachmaninoff, The Who, and more. Rocktopia will run through April 29th. The Public Theater's Miss You Like Hell begins previews on Tuesday. This musical was written by Tony and Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Chiara Alegria Hudes. Two-time Tony nominee Daphne Rubin Vega is Beatrice, a flawed mom to 16-year-old Olivia and an undocumented immigrant on the verge of deportation. After living estranged from each other for years, they go on a road trip where they meet Americans of different backgrounds, shared dreams, and complicated truths. This production will officially open on April 10th. City Center Encore's Grand Hotel The Musical Revival will open on Wednesday. Inspired by Vicki Baum's 1929 novel, Grand Hotel follows the post-war comings and goings of the artists, businessmen, jewel thieves, and ambitious young secretaries whose lives intersect in the lobby of Berlin's most prestigious hotel. The cast includes Broadway favorites such as James Snyder, Brandon Uranowitz, and so many more. This production will run through this Sunday, February... I'm sorry, wrong month, March 25th. <laughs> The Kennedy Center's concert production of In the Heights opens on Wednesday and will run through this Sunday. Back in 2008, In the Heights won Tony Awards for Best Musical, Best Score, Best Choreography, and Best Orchestrations. The cast includes Vanessa Hudgens as Vanessa, Anthony Ramos as Usnavi, Ana Villafanye as Nina, Eden Espinosa as Daniela, and many more amazing artists. Beginning previews on Thursday is the Children of a Lesser God Broadway revival at Studio 54. Children of a Lesser God tells the story of James Leeds, a new teacher at a school for the deaf, and Sarah Norman, the school's one-time star student who has stayed behind as its cleaning woman rather than venturing out into the hearing world. James takes a keen interest in her, and they soon embark on an emotional journey that will teach them both new ways of communicating, and they build a romance in the process. This production will open on April 11th. Yet another Broadway, Broadway revival beginning previews on Thursday is The Iceman Cometh. This production stars Tony and Oscar winner Denzel Washington. The Iceman Cometh focuses on a group of alcoholics and misfits who endlessly discuss but never act on their dreams, and Hickey, the traveling salesman, determined to strip them of their pipe dreams. This production will play the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater and is set to open on April 26th. That's a huge preview period. Did we talk about that already? Um... What do you, Iceman coming for Iceman? Iceman it April starts, 20th. It's a month. It's a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Four or five weeks. I mean, Carousel has a six-week one, and yeah, apparently it's going to need all of it. But yeah, you know, both both Rudin productions, so maybe there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also like a nine-hour play, so uh, <laughs> I guess you probably need <laughs> wow. it. no, but not really nine hours. Probably between three and a half to four hours. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Natalie, keep going. Sorry. All right. Uh, The original Broadway production Frozen will open on Thursday at the St. James Theater. And I'm sure you all know the premise, but just for a brief description, in case you've been living under a rock, Frozen tells the tale of two sisters torn apart and their journey to find themselves and their way back to each other. Casey Levy stars as Elsa and Broadway radio friend Patty Murin stars as Anna. The Broadway revival of Angels in America will open on Sunday at the Neil Simon Theater. It's been 25 years since this play's first Broadway run, and it's coming back after a successful run in 2017 at London's National Theater. The cast includes Nathan Lane, Andrew Garfield, and many more amazing performers. Now moving on to this week's closings. Classic stage company's Julius Caesar will close on Friday. The original Broadway production Farinelli and the King will close on Sunday. 
Atlantic Theater Company's Hangman will close on Sunday. Signature Theater's At Home at the Zoo, Home Life, and the Zoo Story will close on Sunday. Manhattan Theater Club's In the Body of the World will also close on Sunday. And lastly, New York Theater Workshop's An Ordinary Muslim will close on Sunday. And that's all for this week. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. I'll have a lot going on this week, so uh, follow along, and I'll figure out, remember how to do the Insta stories as well. So, Natalie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Noack. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for starting off your week with us, and uh, Julie and I will be back to catch you up tomorrow. Thank you.